welcome to How to Tame Your Current, the greatest podcast ever. If you like the show, make sure like, share, and subscribe, you little bitches. Now here are your hosts, Adam and Andy. Hello. 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 Cheers. Oh, chin chin. Chin chin. Look what, I, look what I'm drinking. Corona. <laughs> oh. Oh, wow. All wow. about the... I've got, a, I've got a goblet of gin. Oh, oh my God. That is a big glass of gin. Yes. yes. Right. It's Friday night. We've worked hard all week. It's Friday again. Mm. Saturday, Sunday soon. Sing it. Da, 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 da. I don't know the words. <laughs> I don't think anyone knows the words. Friday, then Saturday, Sunday. Uh, that's about it. Is Friday, it? yeah, and Saturday, Sunday, Monday. I, I thought it was soon. Yeah. Saturday, Sunday, soon. Oh. But that's a bit too literal for lyrics. Friday, <laughs> it's Friday soon. It's gonna be Saturday. And it's gonna be Sunday. Yeah. No, that doesn't sound right. <laughs> you nailed it. Have you ever thought about being a rap artist? I, I've I've written so many songs, um, you know. Just, really? Yeah, just you just never you'll you'll have known a few of them. Here's a list of a you know, um, Enrique Iglesias' "Hero" written by me. Oh, you wrote that? Yeah, yeah I wrote that. Yeah. Um, okay. You know, it came out in what was it, two thousand and two or something? So I was eight at the time of writing it. Um, I see. A lot of Spider-Man films and stuff like that. So. How, how are you? Are you are you feeling great? Are you feeling good? Oh, feeling like it's another day in lockdown. That's what I'm feeling. But the good news is we have a date. We have a date. This is very, very exciting. Now, for our non-UK listeners, the 21st of June is going to be a very, very big day, isn't it, Andy? 21st of June is going to be the messiest day in history. Like, it's going to be like Brits abroad in Magaluf, but yet on the streets of Kent and Preston. It's going to be pure anarchy. Like, I imagine, I mean, I was around during Prohibition era, but I imagine it was like when the Prohibition had ended, when alcohol was stopped being banned and then they could actually drink alcohol. I imagine this is going to be like that. Oh, yeah. We've got a year's worth of uh getting back what we've lost in terms of binge drinking and bad night decisions well this is the thing i was thinking about about the whole lockdown thing is 21st happening yeah everyone's gonna go out and go crazy everyone's mm-hmm. been saying during lockdown there's been a lot of pregnancies been a lot of pregnancies been a lot of uh, mm. engagements and stuff like that imagine what alcohol and strangers are gonna do like Everyone is going to be, it's going to be an SDI riddled room, these nightclubs. They're going to be, it's going to be disgusting. You have to be like crawling across the wall just to avoid like people. I think men are just going to be on the prowl constantly. Women literally, if you're a woman, I'm just saying this, be careful. But then again, your women are just as bad as men nowadays. So they could be on the prowl as well and be like, I want some dick. But, um, you know. <laughs> Well, I can't really speak on behalf of that, but I can tell you the gays are going to go wild. <laughs> well, I, I, my, one of my, my best friend is gay, and obviously you're a close second best friend, and you're, 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 a, you're a gay gentleman yourself. And so I always Thank you for out... calling me a gentleman. I appreciate that. Yeah, I know. The other friend, he's not a gentleman. He's a rabscallion. Um, but, <laughs> um... Oh, you should set us up, Yeah. <laughs> As you know, I'm a 60s gent, so that's why I said Rebscallion. Um <laughs> But he takes me to Canal Street, you know, or as the gays say, Anal Street. And um, yes. and that's the best night out I can ever imagine. It's, the, it's mm-hmm. the best. I get drinks bought for me, which never happens. Yes. And and it's just, yeah, that's about it. That's the only thing I like about it. It's just a cheap night for me. Well, cheaper. Wow. I, don't get, I don't get a lot of drinks bought. I get maybe one every six months if i go out oh, there oh god every week what a treat andy what a treat now i'm ready to head back into heaven i'm ready to throw some shapes in gay and soho <laughs> living my best life in soho yeah I tell you i wasn't allowed in gay once why because i wasn't gay Oof. 
But then, but then, I, but that, that's, that's that's very hetero. That's very heterophobic of them. Well, this was what was confusing to me. First of all, it's the first time <laughs> in my life somebody has seen me at first instinct and thought, "Oh, he's straight." Because usually it's the opposite. People see me and meet me for the first time and go, "Oh, he's definitely gay." Yeah. But this time it worked against me. They're like, "Oh yeah, he's definitely straight," and he wouldn't let me in. I was like, "What?" So like, you don't know me, and I felt, you know, I felt the years of oppression that gay men must have felt just come at me. It was it was bad. I watched It's a Sin. I watched an episode, and I just oh, felt what I could a relate. Great... I could relate so heavily. Obviously not just gay. Just gay. Yeah, 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 bit different, bit different. I'm still yet to watch. I I watched like maybe ten minutes and then I went to sleep. But I need to watch the rest of it. It seems oh a lot, gosh, very heavy. Yeah. It seems like I was gonna cry, and I was like, I "Oh, you're gonna cry. You are gonna cry. If you don't cry, you don't have a soul." Oh God, something I need. <laughs> <laughs> I need to be reassured that I don't have a soul. Oh gosh! Before I started so, drinking, yeah. before I started drinking, my mum told me that i need to not get drunk oh okay she was like andy just like you need to just be calm like just don't drink too many i was like mum i rarely drink like i just don't like i drink every single night she said yeah but when you do you binge drink like you bought yourself like 12 pack and you've already gone through six and i was like yeah but it's fine <laughs> like, i'm in why why do i feel like i'm semi-responsible for this i mean what better way to do a podcast this is our social. This is me. I think we should change the name of a podcast to Andy and Adam at the pub. <laughs> <laughs> and this is just our pub, our pub conversation. This is the pub conversation that just random drunk people eavesdrop when they're at the pub. We can make a pub environment. I can pay random people to walk in the background and just go, hey, and just talk random stuff. Like, it'd be great. That's true. Um, well, I mean, we could just edit that on top but yeah if you want to make it more real absolutely my quite i have a question related to what my mum said because she said i'm an annoying drunk and i was like okay i don't that's know very how nice of her. i was like that's nice mom great and my mum's <laughs> an abusive drunk i say this not an, not she's not, not actually abusive i'm not gonna say that i don't want to say that i just leave it like that way and is your dad an emotional drunk is it all all of you together which <laughs> <laughs> is <Just> awful <laughs> whatever we're all drunk is just the worst combination I make everyone cry because <laughs> I annoy them and then my mum beats me up. Um, no, my mum's, I, I call my mum abusive because when she's drunk, she comes over to me and pets me like a dog. But she always like, just like a gentle slap around my face. Like, oh, you're so cute. Like this, like slap me. But then when my brother's home and he's there and my mum's drunk, she strokes him. So I can kind of see there's some hidden feelings beneath the surface that my mum's not getting out. <laughs> she's like, just slapping people gently and stroking my brother. So. That's my life. Wow. There you go. What yeah, kind of that's... drunk are you? What kind of drunk am I? Um, slutty. <laughs> <laughs> I, I always, I always, <laughs> I always thought that um, you can, you can tell a lot. Like if you're dating somebody, if you're dating yeah. somebody, you, I, I, I got told this a while ago. Like you can't say you love somebody until you've seen that person very drunk right because i mean i feel like i don't i'm not a big drinker but i do, when i do drink I, li I do like a drink whatever but if i was with with somebody who when they were drunk just turned into an arsehole like i'm not saying like annoying i'm annoying in a funny way my mum says right and, and i'm sure my friends would say other things i don't know what they'd say but i'm just i'm just an idiot but i'm not an aggressive guy i'm not an aggressive i'm not always no, people no i couldn't imagine you being like that can you imagine like i'd just be the worst person ever i i've seen it i, I think if you squared people. up to me i'd probably just start laughing <laughs> well there is one time where i got into i nearly got into a fight um once on a night out because <laughs> and this just shows how ridiculous i am and i'll get onto the story afterwards um but I got nearly got into a fight once because some I have this friend called Hemel. He is a um, an Indian gentleman. Um, he's a bit younger than me, and he's very small. And somebody called him a racial slur on a night out. And me being drunk, I did have like this the ethos about me. Where I was like, I'm not going to take that. So like, you can't talk to my friends like that because they're my friends, mm. and I don't like that. So I chased after this guy, and then I caught up to him. And I didn't know what I was doing. I was like. 
And then I, I kind of sobered up for a second. I was like, what am I actually going to do now? Like, I can't punch him. I'm not, I'm not a fighter. Like, if I punch right. this guy once, he's then going to kill me. Like, so <laughs> I just carried on running. Meanwhile, while I was running, I was shouting at this guy, going like, yeah, yeah, effing this and effing that. And I ran to him, got to him, and then just lightly jogged past him. I was like, you're right. Carried on walking past. And yeah, that was the only time I nearly got into a fight. And it was just me wimping out at the last second. Wow. Have I ever told you the story about how I am? Um, I can go on a tangent, but I've not seen anyone for like a week. So. Um, <laughs> Another person. <laughs> it's, it's like even contact. I'm almost like your therapist right now. So tell me what happened. <laughs> so I was working at Boots once, right? This is my fa- one of my favorite stories. I used to get called okay. Mr. Bean at my old job because apparently I was just an, I'm just an idiot. So anyway, I was working at Boots and I was upstairs and there was this woman at the till and she came come in with this gentleman. I say gentleman, he's a, he's a guy. Came in with this guy. I thought they were obviously boyfriend and girlfriend, which I think they were. Anyway, she got to the till. She's about to pay for something. And I was looking elsewhere. I was looking, doing, you know, job things. And I turned around and she's screaming. She goes, oh, he just took my purse. He's took my purse. And I see the boyfriend running down, who I thought was a boyfriend, running down the stairs. And I think, oh, he's obviously chasing this guy. So I thought instinctually, I was like, okay, I'll go help. So I ran down the escalator, which was going the wrong way. So that was tiring. And then I chased this guy down the high street. I was running next to this boyfriend the entire way down the high street, just running and running and running. And nothing, I, I couldn't see who he was chasing. I was like, well, who are you chasing? Like, what are we doing? And anyway, I was like, right, I, I kind of got to my senses a bit. And I was like, listen, I can't really do anything because I'm working for a company. And if I did ever, like, you know, get involved in this, I could get sued and blah, 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 and lose my job. So I thought, came to my senses. I went back to the, the, the my job at Boots. And I went, got there, and uh, one of my employee uh, colleagues was like, did you get the guy? It's like, yeah, I was just really next to the boyfriend. Like, I couldn't find, I, I couldn't see the guy he was chasing. It's like, that's because it, it was him. He was. <laughs> The boyfriend stole the purse. It wasn't a boyfriend. It's like an ex who's like really disgruntled. He's like angry. So I, I literally ran down the high street next to the thief, side by side. And I, and I didn't realize. So I can just imagine like his thought process in his head. He must be thinking, oh, he's just gone for a jog. <laughs> <laughs> he's just just me next to him going take me with you i'll go anywhere let's go to spain <laughs> Woo-hoo! teaming up yeah now what <laughs> let's go rob a bank <laughs> <laughs> put a cigarette out on me love it <laughs> it was just a weird... you're so cool be my friend <laughs> <laughs> i've never done anything like this before oh my god we threw it oh my god but like body inclined where <laughs> it was the stupidest experience i can't remember coming back and I came back and they made me feel like a hero. They were, oh my God, like you ran after him straight away. Like this, this, this. And I told him the story and it quickly turned from me being the hero of the story to me being an absolute idiot of the story. <laughs> and I've never, I've never gone over it. <laughs> Before we got on the podcast, we talked about drinking. It's like, you drinking? And we said yeah. about, I said about drinking petrol and it reminded me of this guy. And I wanted to ask you if you have any of these kind of people in your life. Okay. It's like, it's like that story we had a couple of podcasts ago when you search um, man in Florida and it's like, does this like yes, random things. Yes, and it's like yeah, those yeah, small yeah. time stories. And the, you always have those like local legends in your like hometown. And when okay. I was talking about drinking petrol, because I said like, you said you were going to drink something strong and I said, I'm just going to drink straight petrol. Um, there is a guy in my hometown who drinks petrol and he's like a local legend called Toxic Terry. That's his, that's his name, nickname. His local nickname. Yeah. How is he alive? Well, this is the thing. He, he's barely living. He's, I've seen him a few times. <laughs> Have you seen that guy off um, Family Guy? I never, I've not watched Family Guy in years, but there's always this guy in Family Guy that he's, he's obviously got something wrong with him or something. He goes, wow, wow. So it's like that. Oh, I, th- I think I know. Yes. Yeah, so, yeah. So Toxic Terry is literally that man in real life. 
So he's, he's your neighborhood wacko then. He's our neighborhood wacko. Like he literally he's been banned from Preston, which it takes a lot to be banned from Preston if you it's see God. the people wow. that live there. That I mean, that is an achievement. <laughs> I know. Only a few people have achieved it. He got banned from Preston for drinking petrol and not paying for it. That's the real bad bit. They're not paying for it. Um, and then, yeah. And it's just basically melted his brain. And now he can hardly talk. And he just goes. Blah, blah, blah. Jeez, man. I've always so... wanted to ask him if he was on a diet, what would he drink? Like unleaded or would he drink diesel or something like that? <laughs> like just to spice things up a bit. Like tonight I'm going for a bit of a diesel. It's a fine night for me. <laughs> Well, tonight on our podcast, he's our special guest. <laughs> that would be great. <laughs> that would be scary. <laughs> it's just him screaming down the camera. <laughs> oh, gosh. Well, Andy, a lot has happened, hasn't it? But yeah, before it we go any further, would you like to do the honor as the gentleman? All right, you ready? I'm ready. Great start show in a five, a six, five, six, seven, eight. How to tame your Karen with Adam and Andy. How to tame your Karen with Adam and Andy. They'll be talking and laughing and doing some sharing. It's how to tame your Karen with Adam and Andy. Now that's a fine parent. It's how to tame your Karen. One more time. It's how to tame your Karen. Oh my God. The 21st of June. I don't know what I'm going to do. Oh. Gonna I be saw honest. this meme. This was going back last year when all of this crap started. Mm-hmm. And it was someone posted this meme and it was like, you know what? After all of this is done, I still would prefer just having a quiet night in. <laughs> I know. Yeah. <laughs> I literally, I saw, I saw a similar kind of video and it was like this, this woman is like quarantine's over everyone. You can go out and be normal. And she goes out like, she's like, Oh my God, I can go outside. And she goes outside, looks outside and goes, ah, let's go back in. <laughs> Straight back inside. I just think that will be that will be us. <laughs> That's exactly what it is, really, isn't it? We just people don't like to be told they can't do something. But oh, I know. But at the end of it, like when life gets back to normal, you know, we'll be killing for a night at the night of Netflix and chill. Whereas we've just oh yeah, bashed. Through I Netflix. think I think we're gonna blow out too soon. So the first night, I think we will do our things. We'll go to canal street we'll go out and we'll have fun and then literally the next day because i am now in my 30s and i will suffer hangovers like a 60 year old um so i reckon i will just have that one day of freedom and then um, spend three days watching netflix recovering that's it july is just going to be june is going to be a party month july maybe hungover month basically probably. yeah that's it that's well it's it's the end of june so i think i'll just get that last snippet of june and then july that's it yeah, yeah I've, I've, that's I've a write-off july is <laughs> a write-off sit till next year i'm afraid <laughs> oh my god just, just just listen to this i'm gonna open another okay. beer i'm gonna open another oh, beer i just want you to listen oh. to this people out there you get turned on by asmr listen to this Oh, that was good. That was very good. I should start doing this. This could be a business. All right, you need to tap the bottle next. Should I tap it onto the another? I'll tap tap it on another bowl, maybe. Oh, okay. Yeah, cheers. Cheers, Adam. That's that's too much. That's too much. You need to to be gentler. Cheers, Adam, who was here in my bubble. Oh, cheers. (laughs) Please come to my door. Ah, shit. Hell, we should do radio drama. I know. <laughs> That'd be so fun. And I, everyone. <laughs> <laughs> well, I wanted I wanted to say about coronavirus. I want to get real. Let's get real. Let's get real. With people. Oh wow, we're going straight in. Let's get deep. Let's get deep. So um I was We I will on the twenty first of June. We will get deep. We'll get very okay. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, no, too much. No. <laughs> slightly, slightly drunk is coming out already. <laughs> 
<laughs> Ooh, get deep. <laughs> <laughs> That's the thing. It's been that long. I'll forget how to flirt, and I'll just walk up to someone and be like, "Let's go deep." <laughs> Honestly, am I? Have you seen all the pictures of people flirting? Um, post quarantine, post COVID. Yes. Oh my. Oh, it God. is so funny. I'd have to share some on our page and that, but there's one where it's like this guy talking to a girl in the club and goes like, "Yeah, so during the COVID, I was a key worker. Um, <laughs> not to brag, but you know, I was uh, there giving parcels, Amazon deliveries throughout the entire time. So <laughs> I was risking my life on the front line. Like <laughs> 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 exactly. That, that's like. I feel like the people, what people are going to talk about on that first night out is going to be the most boring stuff you've ever heard in your oh, life. God. But we won't find it boring. That's the thing because we haven't Human seen contact. anyone. Yeah. <laughs> I just, I love the memes of people saying, I can't wait to go to the bathroom in a nightclub and come out with a new best friend. And That's that it. is just so relatable on so many levels. Like, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> it is just brilliant to go into the but i mean well, it's not so much in like you know in the men's straight clubs but I, I, yeah i feel like we have a different experience it is a very different experience because we're just standing at the urinal and then yes i say urinal get over it and then <laughs> and then we just pee and then go oh but we do talk oh i'll tell you what i'll tell you what i'm looking forward to the man who's always working in the toilet selling the um looky, looky looky man looky looky yeah love love talking to them love talking to them they they are they have some of the best rhyming skills in the biz incredible i mean my gosh like they should be running their own marketing scheme what is it was it uh paco raban you'll be shagging a man <laughs> um <laughs> No Armani, no Punani. Oh, yeah, yeah, I've heard that one. I've heard That's that one. That's a good one. one. Um, let's think of another the one. The only one I can remember is no cash, no splash. And then yeah. if you didn't have any money, then they won't like give you do soap you, to wash your hands. <laughs> do, you, do you know what they're there, actually there for? So I used to, I used to work as a, a club like, event manager for nightclubs. My God, you are a man with many jobs. <laughs> it's because of COVID. <laughs> like, you're reminding me of like Nessa from Gavin and Stacey. Oh, it reminds me when I worked back at Boots. <laughs> I chased a man down the street. <laughs> but I used to not be lazy. Now I've just spent a year out of work. I'm like, I just don't want to work. <laughs> but I used now, to. Like... Yeah, now you're just reflection of all the many jobs that you've had in your lifetime. <laughs> That's it. If anyone comes up to me and says, Andy, you need to get a job, I'm like, listen, I've had enough for a lifetime. <laughs> well, um... let me tell you about a time I worked at BNQ. <laughs> <laughs> but so the guys the guys that do that the lucky the no splash no gash um yeah is it no splash no gash is that what you said oh wow is that that maybe that is the one i yeah. think that's what and it bearing says. in mind someone said that to me and i was like <laughs> no, uh, wrong target audience here my friend <laughs> <laughs> well if you didn't know about this i didn't know until i hired a guy Basically, they're actually there to check that you're not doing drugs in the bathroom. That's their job. Oh, yes. Yeah. I, I didn't know that. I was in a, a club in Darwin, which is not a place where you would go clubbing. And there was I we walked in and this guy once he had a, a key um, and was holding it up to his friend and he was snorting some drugs. And me and the bouncer walked in together, not in a weird way. We were like, oh, where's the keys come? <laughs> Um, <laughs> did you hold hands <laughs> came skipping in was like oh my god they've taken came in the like batman and robin whoa <laughs> this one's taken tyrese let's get the next room um but we walked in we saw this guy like taking drugs and we were like oh god okay so then after that we were like okay we've got maybe we've got a drug problem we need to do this so we hired this guy and now I, i'm not in charge of paying these people the club itself was so they get paid so little that mm. they make their money by selling you fragrances and things like that. So that's why they have all these things. Because they make literally no money at all. Just a bit yeah. of knowledge for you. I don't know if you have that in America. I've, I've not really been clubbing in America, so I wouldn't even I... think that Yeah, no, I don't remember it. I've been, I've been out clubbing in um, Florida before mm. and LA, but I don't, yeah, I don't remember. If, I, if it was, I was far too drunk. <laughs> I remember them being there. Like, 
you know, I, I think I'm officially banned from that nightclub twist in Miami. So um. <laughs> <laughs> to get banned from a club in Miami is pretty bad. Oh yeah, it was pretty bad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was. Uh, yeah, yeah. Choices, you know. <laughs> I think I'm banned from a nightclub in Newcastle. Um, I don't know how. I I I went on a night out in Newcastle years and years ago. This is the shortest night out I have ever had in my life. I went mm. out in Newcastle. I was very excited about this night out. It's the first night out I've ever had in a different city other than Preston. So I thought, oh my God, mm. this is going to be great. I was I pre-drank, you know, because we're cheap. And then we got to this club and I didn't know this, but they were doing something called, like they were doing, it was a trebles bar, which meant everything was treble the, me- the measurement. So like if you got a vodka right. Red Bull, which was my drink when I was like 18, it was mm-hmm. like treble the vodka. And so I ordered six. And I six da- vodka rebels. Yeah. Oh my tre- God. That were trebles. And no. And I downed every one of them. I drank them all. And then I started. This is, by the way, if you listen to this and you're under the age or you're young, just don't listen to what I'm saying because I was an idiot. But then, <laughs> so after what I did, I drank these drinks and then I decided, and then my friends were like, the trebles like you shouldn't have done that like that you, that earth supposed to last you all night we only did it because we were on offer anyway and then i went mind sweeping which for those of you who don't know what mind sweeping is is where you pick up drinks that you find on tables and you drink them not oh. a very good method of um living your life oh. because you probably get bill cosby anyway yes uh, I, I remember very vaguely i drank a red a glass of red wine that i found on a table and that's that was it. I remember, do you know, you like you hit that wall where you like everything kind of slows down and you go like, <laughs> and you're like, oh, bro. <laughs> you like trying not to die, that kind of phase. Where you like focus on your breathing, like, <sighs> like, come on, don't, don't be sick, that kind of thing. Anyway. I'm just more a- enjoying the, uh, the soundscapes that you're creating. I felt like I was inside your head. I'm taking you on a journey. <laughs> wow, gosh, I feel like I'm tripping already. <laughs> but so that wasn't why I got kicked out. I got kicked out because I went to the bathroom and I threw up everywhere. And my friends came in and tried to help me. I had my pants around my ankles as well as my boxers. So everything was on show. My friends came in because they're great friends um, and they tried to help me. The bouncer came in, thought that we were all doing a certain kind of um intimate act in this cubicle <laughs> and decided to kick kick us out i couldn't walk at the time he didn't pull my pants up so he literally dragged me out of this club with my pants around my ankles and everything on show and i got thrown oh. out onto the streets of newcastle and Ooh. um yeah i got taken home i threw up on myself and i woke up in bed with my best friend and was very confused as to what was going on <laughs> short as night wow. out I was out for about such, 40 minutes. Such a gentleman. Yes. <laughs> if you were that True bouncer, gentleman behavior. <laughs> <laughs> oh, gosh. I remember at uni. So when you're at university in the UK, you have, um, and you join a society or like a sports team, mm-hmm. you have, um, you know, social nights out, right? And they're organized by the student union and they're organized by the uh, people who run the society. So the social secretary, the president of that society, and they encourage like people to come out and go out as mates. And it's a really fun night, but uh, they've got this kind of this old school rule where the second and third year students would be elders, right? Oh God. And the elders looked after the freshers. And you were kind of assigned to an elder who would look after you for the night. And they would, you know, if they told you, fresher, go get me a drink, you go get them a drink, you know, fresher, come with me to the bathroom, you go with them to the bathroom. And they kind of, they kind of control you, but also allow you to have fun as well. And, you know, by the end of the night, like they do stupid stuff to you, like draw a permanent marker on your face and like make you wear the most ridiculous outfits. And it's all just banter and having fun. Mm -hmm. Anyway, one night, we went to a bar that sold quad vods, right? Oof. That's what it was notorious for. If you're from Liverpool, you know exactly the place I'm talking about. Quad vods is, um, you know, the name says it all. It, they're, they're pretty strong. Um, and my elder said, 
fresh air, let's get quad vod. So I was like, okay. And then, and I was a cheeky fresh air. I would speak back to her and just be like, as long as you're paying. Oh. <laughs> um, <laughs> like I was, yeah, I was, I was the cheeky one. And so she paid for it. And I never forget. So I was part of the dance society and she was a very good dancer. Very, very, very good dancer. And she paid for these drinks that she handed, let's say it was a 20 pound note she handed. And the, the person behind the bar was getting the change. And then she said to me, fresher, copy me. And she goes to do a high kick. And as she does, she plummets to the floor, like absolutely stacks it onto the floor. And then the person behind the bar then turns around to give her a change. And then she looks around, she's like, where did she go? <laughs> I was like, oh, um, my elder's on the floor. <laughs> that literally sounds like something Melissa would do. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh it was so funny and then she got so drunk and she kept ordering these shots but then she kept drinking them and didn't give them to me she's like fresher let's do shots and then she would drink my shots i was like i'm not getting drunk like <laughs> yeah <laughs> this is not helping me <laughs> and then she got so drunk she had to be bloody carried out of the club with the bouncer i had to get her into the taxi i was like this is so ridiculous like you're meant to be looking after me how is this role reversed <laughs> <laughs> i love uni oh, something... i miss uni so so much I already told you about the time that I pulled a guy without realizing I pulled a guy. You so pulled a guy. Yeah, because I'm, I'm straight. I didn't aim to pr to uh, to kind of pull this guy, but I pulled him. Basically, right. there was this guy, <laughs> and we went. We always just go to this uni night when we were when I was at university. It was called it was called Toast. They actually gave out toast. It was great. But wow. it was every okay. every Tuesday because what better night of the week to club than Tuesday? Um. Mm -hmm. And when you got there, it was like one pound for a Jaeger bomb. And Jaeger bombs are internationally known, aren't they? I'm not being. Oh, not, yeah, yeah, I yeah. I'm what more bomb is. than sure everyone knows what a Jaeger bomb is. If you don't, then, oh my gosh, you're in for a treat for the first time you're having it. Welcome to Europe. Come now. <laughs> um, but I, went, I was at this club and I we always used to go to this because it was the cheapest night and we were poor. So I we went there and we I mean my friend had this little competition where we lined up ten shots, ten Jaeger bombs, and whoever drank them first won nothing. Um, but they won. <laughs> Bra bragging rights, basically. <laughs> they won bragging rights. Anyway, I'm very I've got a massive mouth, as you can tell, because I've got a podcast. Um, and I I I won. I absolutely destroyed this guy. Anyway, this random guy was at the bar and he saw us doing it and he just came over and started talking to us. And I'm quite like, I, I like to think I'm quite a nice, friendly fella. And he started talking to us. I was like, oh my God, you're down there well quick. And I was like, yeah, it's funny. Started talking to him. And he was like, do you mind if I like hang out with you for a bit? I hang out with you a lot. I was like, yeah, yeah, more the merrier. Come and hang out with us. It's fine. And then I started talking to him. I was like, what you, why are you here by yourself? And he said, this was his... This was his excuse. He said, well, I've just gone out and I bought GTA, the Xbox game. And I just didn't want to call it a night. So I came to, came to the bar and decided to get drunk. I was like, okay, bit weird. His name was Richard, by the way. Um, anyway, he was normal. Shout out to Richard. Was... <laughs> Shout out, if you're there. <laughs> um, big, big Richard. <laughs> it's a joke, though, if you don't know. Big Rich. Uh, <laughs> but... So he was, he was like, wait, no, he <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> just went straight there. <laughs> Big dick. <laughs> uh, so like, he was weird, but like, he wasn't like, he was like my level of weird. I can take that level you now. And um, anyway, he came out with us. He carried on like the night, whatever. I, we became friends. Like we were actually having a great like chat and that. He gave, I have his number on my phone. Then I have this friend who um who was from Nigeria. His name is Bank. Oh, that's a good name. Yeah, he doesn't like me too much. Um, it kind of we we me and him had a kind of a weird relationship because the first time I met him, he said his name was Bank, and I said, "Was well, your parents a fan of the weakest link?" And he didn't really appreciate that joke. <laughs> but anyway, Bank came up to me. He's like, "Listen, your mate Richard has just tried feeling me up." I was like, "Oh, I don't know him." <laughs> I was like. 
And he was like, right, okay, well, and everyone was trying to move away from this Richard. Then he came up to me and he literally grabbed my crotch and was like, let's go. And I was like, there's not many things you can to say to someone when they're grabbing your crotch because it's kind of a nerve wracking experience. You know, you don't want to say no, get away from your mental case because they could rip it off. You never know. I was like, oh, you know, my girlfriend's coming, then we'll go, yeah. And then he let go and we never saw him again. But this is where the things get even funnier, right? Because that's the story. The next day, I get a phone call from Richard. And it's not Richard, it's Richard's girlfriend. And she's calling me, she's going, who are you? What did Richard do last night? Who are you? He's cheated on me with you. She thought I was a girl. I was like, well, look, listen to my voice. I know it's feminine, but... It is a guy. Anyway, I talked, and I didn't know what to do, because I didn't want to say, like, I don't want to break this girl's heart and say, your boyfriend might be a bit, you know, other way inclined. I was talking to her, she's like, yeah, he, like, he said, like, what, just tell me what he did last night. I said, listen, he said he bought a game, and then he came on a night out, and we invited him, he came over to talk to us, and we invited him out with us. And he was just like, right, okay. And then she was like, right, I've calmed down, like, I'm sorry, like, I just thought he was cheating on me. I was like, okay, it's all right, don't worry about it. And then before I hung up, I went, by the way, he touched my penis, and I think he might be gay, and he touched one of his friend's penis. Um, so, Ooh. just going to leave you with that. Bye. <laughs> Hung up, block the number. No idea what's happened to Richard or his girlfriend, oh but they're still together. Oh, I'm intrigued. I want to look them up on Facebook now. Oh, Richard. Did you... Let me ask you this. Because you, you right. know, you're a gay man. Did you ever have no. a girlfriend? No, I'm not. Do <laughs> 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 your parents listen to this? <laughs> I don't want to know. <laughs> no one knows. <laughs> <laughs> I'm very convincing. Did you did you ever have a girlfriend before you you came out? Oh well, now that's a question. Um, so yes, um, I did. I I had two actually. Well, not not two at the same time. Oh, that would be. Oh, weird. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's that's why you turned gay. You just you just resourced. You know, it was re- just too much. You exhausted all of your resources at once. You're like, I've had two oh, girls. Like, <laughs> one's not going to be. Enough. I. <laughs> I had uh, I had a really good friend, really, really, really good friend of mine, who I thought I liked in that way, and we tried to date, and then it obviously didn't work, and then it was very, very awkward to tell her because we were really good friends. Like, gosh, she was my best friend uh, growing up, and then when you know I discovered things and figured it out, then you know. So what, just, you, yeah. you you dated her and then you told her you yeah it was oh god it was very complicated I mean I had she was she was in Australia I just moved to Dubai like there's this whole long distance thing and mm-hmm. um, we tried to make it work and then when she did come then you know like she she came out to Dubai we spent time together I went to Australia we spent time together and we tried to make it work but it was just like I kept blaming it on the long distance obviously well, how how old were you. I was, it was kind of on and off between the ages of 15 to 17. So it was over a two year period. 15 like, to 17 and you're having a long distance relationship from Australia yeah. to Dubai. It was, uh, yeah, as you That's do. Um, and then, well, it was a lot when we met up. It was just, yeah, a lot of conversations, a lot of conversations, <laughs> like a lot of, a lot of talks, like my gosh. Uh, so there was her and, you know, yeah, that kind of fizzled out. And then I used to have, this is a fun fact for you. So, you know, when you tell that you play that game, Two Truths and a Lie, this would be the perfect one to play in it. I used to have a Russian girlfriend. I just imagine them being very sexually aggressive. Like, get on the bed, she- take pants off now. <laughs> uh, well, what's scary is she's like, she lives in England now and she has like a full-blown English accent. I'm like, what happened to you? That's strange. That's strange. That's because she stopped drinking vodka and started drinking like... Carlin or something. Probably what it is. Yeah. 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 <laughs> the Jaeger bomb's got her. <laughs> if she's Russian, she'd drink a Jaeger and be like, what is this? This is nothing. Water. <laughs> um she she was beautiful. I say was, she still is beautiful. Um, I've still got her on Facebook. Um I feel bad because it was kind of like a, I was at the time in school, I was trying to be in the closet and I was trying to do things to prove to people I wasn't gay. And, you know, you go to such extreme measures to, you know, try and stop people picking on you. And so I asked this girl out and I was astounded that she said yes. And so we never did anything physical. 
We barely even kiss, like the odd peck now and again, that was it. But it was just to show everyone in school, like, look what I've got. Like, We're look dating. at this. This is majestic. Like, look at her. <laughs> majestic. <laughs> gorgeous girl. Like, gorgeous, gorgeous girl. And um, yeah, she was Russian. She was from Moscow. And now she lives in England. She's married with two kids and living well, Russians, the best British life. Russians are beautiful women. Like, I feel like Russians in general, you, they're either one way or the other. Like, there's no in between. They're either yeah. the most gorgeous people or, good God, the ugliest people I've ever seen. Like, there's well, no in between. It's a weird story. My friend Sam lives in, he lived in Singapore for a while. And there's this place, it's like a brothel. Okay. And it's it's called Floor Four. four wait, I can't get my teeth get, <laughs> get, my, get my teeth in. It's called Four Floors of Whores. Wow! And the reason—that's <laughs> the name of this podcast episode. <laughs> four floors of whores. <laughs> so, on the bottom floor, it's like they, so they go up in grade, like of expense and how attractive the women are. Okay. And it's, the top floor is the Russian floor, basically, because apparently the Russians oh, right. are the most beautiful. What I are the other what, floors? I don't know. I want to say, like, I, well, I can't, I, if I start guessing, then people might listen to this and be like, you're racist. <laughs> yeah, but like, how dare you? I'm from there, and I went yeah. out like that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, yeah, he said that he went there once, and it was the most mental like, night of his life. Because it's literally a nightclub, but it's, it's weird. Apparently, I don't know. I've never been... But if you're in Singapore, search Four Floors of Whores. I'm going to pass on that one. Um, (laughs) (laughs) So I was on a theatre company years ago in Stratford-upon-Avon. And Yeah, I know. Oh, I'm I'm so fancy. (laughs) (laughs) I'm the fanciest gay you'll ever meet. (laughs) (laughs) That is a claim. (laughs) You're against Elton John, Ian McKellen. (laughs) Absolutely, absolutely. They got nothing on me. <laughs> so I um, I was part of the theatre company and I was the only gay person on the theatre company of about 30 of us, right? Mm-hmm. And it was and it was a mixture, it was a mixture of half girls, half boys. Um, and I was the only I was the only gay person um, at the time, at the time, obviously. <laughs> A fair few of them came out later on in life. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'd like to think I inspired them, exactly. but you know. Only gay guy in a theatre company. That sounds I know. <laughs> I was just as shocked back then when I first started. I was like, come on, anyone, seriously. <laughs> um, but one of the guys who definitely was heterosexual, like hands down, he was, he was, I wasn't saying he was a ladies' man, but you know. I'm gonna say how's your company and you know you you just kind of make do with what you got you know you go with what you got and you know he he got with a few of the other ladies and he was definitely a hetero definitely he's giving me major hetero vibes (laughs) I'm gonna say what clarifies as a major hetero I mean (laughs) he ganked for the vagine there we go (laughs) continue he doesn't he doesn't know what RuPaul's Drag Race is so He, he thinks it's a car show. <laughs> <laughs> he thought Queer Eye was a disease. Um, <laughs> we're, here we are at this party. Mm-hmm. And it is a house party. And I'm very drunk. Okay. I'm very drunk. And I remember I was also very sick as well at the time. I <laughs> had some kind of flu. Oh. And I was like, it was nothing major. But I was just like, I probably shouldn't be going out and drinking. But I'm going to because otherwise I'll get FOMO. <laughs> so I went out and I'm drinking. And I'm on these heavy ass antibiotics. And drinking with them, I'm like, oh my God, like my head's all over the place. Cheap night there. And at one point, this guy, I saw him kissing another guy. The hetero, the hetero kissed another guy. The the hetero was kissing a homo, right? My God, I know. So there was, so there was another homo there, but he wasn't part of the company. He was someone coming to visit, and and I was kind of annoyed because I was kind of like, oh, there's another homo here. I can get with him, lol. Um, and it just didn't work, and he got with this hetero guy, and I was thinking, okay. Am I, am I, did I imagine this? Like, am I tripping or something? <laughs> anyway, I told someone else in the company and I said, I think so-and-so kissed so-and-so last night. And they were like, no, no way, no way, no way. And anyway, 
it spread like wildfire. Everyone was talking about it. I'm like, oh, apparently Adam saw so-and-so kiss it. And I was like, no, 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 don't bring me into this. Like, I just, I, I saw what I saw. I'm not sure if it did happen. And then everyone got talking. And then eventually the hetero guy messaged me and was like, I hear you saw something. And I was like, oh gosh, like I'm gonna be that stirrer. Like, <laughs> and I was like, oh look, like I was very drunk. I'm not sure if I saw what I saw. Like I probably didn't. Um, so just ignore me and ignore the rumors. And he just said, oh no, I did. And I went, oh, you did. Oh, and I was, and I tried to play it all like cool. I was like, yeah, all right, cool, whatever. Just trying to mental and whatever. Like, oh. and then he said. He had just been cast in this uh, theatre play uh, about gay people. And he was just like, I've never kissed a gay guy. I wanted to do research. So I just went up to a guy and kissed him. And there was a pause. And I was just kind of astounded that he said it. And then the first thing I said was, why didn't you kiss me? (laughs) (laughs) I was like, I'm here. (laughs) He was visiting for a day. I'm here all the time. <laughs> I am fun and available. We could do in-depth research. <laughs> what did, and was it true? Like so like I mean he, he wasn't he was he wasn't a play about gay people. Um but is he still straight? It was just, he is, to my knowledge. Um but it was, just, I mean, yeah, you know, it was a kiss. Like, God, everyone kissed. Like, oh my God, the amount of straight guys I have kissed over the years. Like, my goodness, I've lost count. You know, it's some guys are just like, oh, I just want to try it. And I think there's something kind of sexy about straight guys who are comfortable doing that because it shows that they are comfortable in themselves. Like, obviously, they're not going to kiss someone and be like, oh, I've kissed you. Have, have we? Yes, I've kissed you. I was new, remember New Year's. When did we do it? Oh I my kissed- gosh, we did do it on New Year's. <laughs> I, I grabbed your face and went, Mwah! and the next day you went, "Oh you yeah, kissed me last night." What are you doing? <laughs> oh yeah. I mean, it wasn't like a full on snoggy snog, but but no yeah, it was, but was no, there was no tongue. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Your girlfriend just kind of watched. I'm pretty sure I kissed her afterwards as well. She was like, "Yeah, she's like, get it all, get out of the way, and then be straight for the next year, Andy. It's fine." <laughs> yeah. Just, just for the next year. Yeah. <laughs> the year after, you need to top up. But... <laughs> yeah. You need to renew the license. You know. <laughs> if you're enjoying the show, why not follow the boys on Instagram? How to make your current? If you're not enjoying the show. Why the fuck are you still listening? Now for to me, no nothing about anything in the podcast. Uh, what I was going to say before we start the podcast, it leads on to my next thing is, uh, a lot of people, and this, this is where I was going to get real, it's going to get real with people. Get real. <sighs> real. Uh, a lot of people during this pan- the pandemic are like getting depressed and like upset and different things like that and struggling to be happy. You know, me and you, we have bad days. We have bad days. And we mm-hmm. talk to each we talk to each other. And uh one thing, one bit of advice that I I, I had um at the start of all this. One, there's a podcast that I think everyone should listen to, by the way. If you're stuck in lockdown and you're really upset and you're like getting down all the time, there's a podcast called The Happiness Labs. Just listen to that because it will talk tell you how to be happy and like tell you the science behind it all but one thing that podcast told me that kind of helped me a lot is that happiness is like a tire okay okay so if you're out there i used to think of happiness and i i've got this massive i i've had a struggle with happiness for a long time but where a lot of people think that you achieve happiness and that's it and then that's it for the rest of your life then you've achieved it and then you'll be you know um wasn't what's the word you know you've achieved it and you'll be happy for the rest of your life that's what people think the lives are going to be like that's what i thought it was going to be like i thought you know there's going to be a point where i'll be like oh i'm good now i'm cool that's not mm. how it works basically and you got to think of happiness like a tire and a tire deflates over time mm-hmm. okay and it's just you know what you need to do to inflate that tire just like you know what to do to make yourself happy. So if you ever get unhappy, or if you're ever unhappy, that's fine. It's okay to be unhappy. 
but you know what you need to do to make yourself happy okay so like for instance like for me one of the big things through this lockdown is i know that if i exercise and if i do like 30 minutes of a run i'll feel happy or if i do if i talk to a friend or something like that i'll feel happy so like do those things even when you're upset a lot of the time you feel like you can't do those things do them do the opposite of what you kind of want to do in that moment because that's probably going to be the best thing for you like when you're upset you the last thing you want to do is socialize and be with people half the time but sometimes that's the best thing you can do but that's all coming from the pandemic and stuff and the reason i brought that up is because i wanted people to you know be happy and a lot of people listen to this podcast let's be honest are our friends adam um mm-hmm. because you and know, we have a lot of friends you have so many uh, well, you do. You have so many more friends than I do. Yes, I'm just... I'm... <laughs> None of my friends listen to it. My, my friends are like, nah, it's like this. Um, <laughs> but a lot of people are feeling, you know, upset about the lockdown, upset about pandemic and, like, how it's, like, taking the year off our life and blah, blah, blah. You know, it's... Everyone, you, we get it. It's horrible. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. But this leads on to my next point, okay? So, obviously, okay. listen to what I just said. Be happy. You know, there's many of the ways you can make yourself happy, you know? I'm not going to tell you how to be happy because I don't know everyone individually. But, you know, find a way to make yourself happy. You know, do what... Take yourself out of your comfort zone to make yourself happy, you know? And talk to some people. Make friends. Talk to friends. Blah, blah. Or talk to us, you know? Get on Instagram and messages. Um now i wasn't a, i was a, the weirdest plug ever if you want to if you're depressed talk, message talk. me yeah. <laughs> make sure you like follow and subscribe um, just slide into my dm <laughs> um, but the reason the reason i brought it up is because i was feeling pretty bad the other day mm-hmm. and i was watching um something called the last leg um, i love the last leg it is very very good and it's on tonight actually Way. it's a great show uh, it's a comedy it show in the uk um however one of the good things they did on it was uh, they actually had like a scientist on it now i don't know what the scientist's name was and i'm sorry about that and i can't remember what area of expertise she was in she's kind of like the science expert they brought on basically so yes. i would say broad scientist mm. anyway she's 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 a science expert Anyway, so a lot of people are feeling kind of like, you know, like this is never going to end, like coronavirus is never going to end. No one knows that more than probably me and you, Adam. You know, we were in a position where we got this job that we've always dreamed of. We were Mm -hmm. on the the cusp of getting it. And then it kind of got taken away from us. And now, you know, we're kind of back. (laughs) Back to square one. Back to square (laughs) one, you know. It's it's depressing as hell. Like, it's... Yeah. But, you know... There's a bright side to everything. And mm. this scientist basically talks about the Spanish flu. So the Spanish flu happened in 1918, ended in 1920. I say ended, it kind of got the vaccine, was everything was getting better in quarantine. So in 1918, we had this exactly the same thing that happened to us here that's happened right now, where people weren't allowed to socialize. People were wearing masks. People were stuck indoors. They weren't allowed to do anything. It was bad. It was really, really bad. And it was, you know, horrible time for everyone involved, just like it is right now. You know, it's a depressing time to be alive. However, the scientist talks about what happened in the 1920s. So after the pandemic of the Spanish flu, what happened afterwards was basically this explosion of inventions and different things that brought people together. So basically after the the spanish flu they realized how much people like being together and how much people like interacting with other people so the 1920s saw the invention of like cinemas so the invention of like concerts and festivals and different things like that all these amazing things that we take for granted nowadays well not so much nowadays but you know we took we took for granted and all these things were invented in the 1920s because of this pandemic, because everyone kind of afterwards like, right, well, F this. We need to, we need to start doing stuff. We need to start mm. like making things. So this is exactly what has happened this time. So we can expect that in the next 10 years and default to at follow. Least, 
at next least. 10 years at least. And, you know, immediately following this pandemic, some good stuff is going to be coming, you know? Oh, yeah. Like, oh, yeah. And you think back as well, like the, the roaring 1920s is what it's always known as. They had the flapper girls. They had the big extravagant parties. It's all Gatsby themed. And it is such a fun decade. And I really hope something equivalent like that is on the horizon for us. And I think a lot of people can feel it already and appreciate it already. Yeah. I mean, I was, I was talking to my friend in the night and like, so me and my, me and my friends from home, we've been friends for like, for years since like start of high school, those kind of friends. And we don't really talk deeply like that often. Like we have our moments, but like, we talked about it and stuff. We were just basically saying about like, I mean, not to get too hallmarky on people, but you know, you kind of realize now the how frivolous and how stupid certain things are. Like mm. now, I'm just like, as soon as this is over, I'm gonna not. I'm not gonna worry so much about saving loads of money. I'm. I'm gonna. Wa- I need to finish doing all the traveling that I want to do. I need yes, to, that's what's something that makes me really happy. Mm-hmm. Like me and Melissa go. We like we like traveling together. We went to New Zealand. We went to Bali and Australia and stuff. We love doing that. And there's so many other places we want to go. So that's like my priority. I want to do that. And you kind of you know, it kind of makes you think about all those things that you still want to do. And we have that opportunity to do that. You know, a lot of people yes. think, oh, I don't have the opportunity to. But you've not been given. If you're lucky enough not to have coronavirus, blah blah, and you're not very very ill and you know, if you are, then I'm very, very sorry and hope you get better. But if, you know, if you're living through this and you're going to come out of this the same person or maybe you've done some growing or whatever, you can do all those things that you've been putting off. And this is going to be the kick up the ass you need to do those things, you know? Mm. So think of it that way. And one cool thing that a scientist said, this, this um, scientist basically was asked, like, what can we expect in the next 10 years? Is there any technologies that are going to come out? And they were saying, the scientists were saying the next like, level, that there's something that they're working on is something called internet touch. Basically, the, as we know, the internet has grown into something that is completely overruled our lives. Like, it's everything. Like, it's so important. Especially mm. during, especially during coronavirus, because that's how everyone works nowadays. They were saying the single internet touch is going to be the next big thing, and what it is is basically you put on this glove, and it's like an interactive glove, and you can download things into the glove. So, say for instance, you've ever wanted to play piano, you could you could download how to play piano into this glove, and it will play. You just put your hand there, and it will play the piano for you. And wow. another, and like. So if you maybe like for me, for instance, I started learning guitar at the start of this quarantine. Absolutely gashed it. I was so bad. So now I could just be like, okay, download learning how to play guitar, put it in this glove, absolutely shred it. And then the other prospects of these this, poor people who teach guitar and piano lessons are gonna be out of work. <laughs> but they could maybe like te- they could sell. Like they could sell their download. You know what I mean? They go from teaching to retail. (laughs) That's it. It's like, if you want to play like me, here's a link. Like, you know what I mean? (laughs) You like another thing they could say practically is for instance, like if my car breaks down and I don't know how to fix it because you know, I don't know anything about cars. I I put this glove on, call a mechanic. He tunes into my glove. Oh God. He tunes into my glove (laughs) and takes control of my hand and starts fixing my car for me yeah and stuff like that it's really cool but i kind of see a few issues with it oh yeah it's gonna be like a lot of like i think there's definitely gonna be some pervy stuff going on oh for sure i think that's the first thing every dirty-minded person thinks of so it's gonna be an interesting experiment well the the end premise is basically if you're down down in dumps right now just think how how much of a party the next 10 years is gonna be <laughs> just think of the glove you're gonna get at the end yeah. of it all <laughs> it's gonna be sick i i have a way of ending this show um that i've not told okay. you about and um, now Ooh. on this podcast you know we 
we have both come from a career in cruising and cruise industry. And yes. um, we have a lot of friends in there that are very, very talented people. So to end the show, Adam, um, one of my good friends called Jack, Jack Frimston. I always call him Firmston, but that's not his name. Jack Frimston, he's, um, he's also got a podcast. It's called Who's Larry? So if you want to go check that out, go check it out. It's all about happy you know the phrase happy is larry kind of thing and what's making happy larry you know it's quite good so if you're talking about happiness you know go check him out for that he's also a great singer so he's given us um well i asked him because i wanted to support this guy um a song to play at the end of our podcast now he's part of a band well his artist name is fika so f-e-e-k-a fika and he has a song out called portland street now I didn't realize how much Jack had done with Fika, and he's um, he's like supported. He's been like the resident band for Radio One, which I didn't know. And he's supported bands like The Madness, CeeLo Green, George Ezra, The Beach Boys, and Emily Sandy, and that's only a few of them. And he's got this song out called Portland Street, so we're going to play that at the end of the show right now. And and make sure you go check him out on Facebook and Instagram, and go check out his song on Spotify, Fika. Portland Street is the name of the song. So let's should we should we introduce him? I'll let you introduce him because you've got the good radio voice for it. Oh, do I? Oh wow. Wow. Well, this is gonna get us all in the mood for when life gets back to normal. Festivals are gonna be reopening soon. We're gonna be going out, we're gonna listen to some music. So here's a little taster to get you yeah. in a good mood. It's Friday night and we are feeling all right. So here we go. Thank you for listening. Please like, subscribe, share, do all that, do for lucky, and we will see you next time. Take it away! Blow through my mind Cause I'm counting my footsteps while pacing on Portland Street Hold that fake love for love My cathedral don't chime And this driver keeps shouting at me But I'm numb to it SLC riding home You said it could be good
Those red ruby lips had me doomed from the start Even good people can break your heart You said it could be good here Never came